Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres development camp is in the books. So, too, is the time of Philip Zadina with the Red Wings of Detroit. How different would they look had they drafted Quinn Hughes oh. with the next pick? As it stands, Zadina, who was taken sixth overall in 2018, Marty, he's opted at age 23 to walk away from a boatload of money seeking termination of his deal, not unlike Patrick Berglund did with the Sabres years ago. Yeah, this is a, a unique situation where a player with two years left on his contract with an AAV of $1.8 million a year, uh, but the way his contract was laid out is he was going to get most of that money later in his in his contract. And so despite the fact that technically with the AAV, Philip Zanina should only have about $3.6 million left uh, to receive on the contract. No, he has over $4.5 million left to be paid to him. And he says, no, thank you. I don't want that money. I just want to be free and clear to go anywhere or to go back home to Russia. It's good, it's good um, awareness knowing that he's likely to have a far better chance of landing somewhere without what some would deem an anchor of a contract based on production. Now, granted, it's still low, but we all know the world. Well, it's not a it, million bucks. It's, it's not, not 800,000. It's not a million or it's not 800,000. And that is what we are seeing right now in today's NHL. If you're not Chicago giving $4 million to exactly. Nick Foligno and Corey Perry, exactly. but you're seeing yeah. a lot of million dollars, a lot of 850, 900 million, like trying to round up. And that's the, the a product of the salary cap remaining so flat now since the pandemic and then well and a combination of most general managers today not thinking the same way david leguan does no absolutely like <laughs> you know david leguan's from the old school and i'll tell you this this is something come on share the pg story well no i'm not sharing any Story Things from left Leguan. unsaid in Nashville. David Leguan, by the way, uh, former Sabres, David Leguan, will someday... I love that his nickname is Legend. 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 Will someday be a, um, a special guest on the uh, Sabres Live Overtime podcast. But that is going to be in many, many years from now when we are well-established and are not worried about the future of the show. <laughs> so that is going to be a fun episode. But no, so... What David Leguan was telling us the other day is just basically simply what Bob Goodenow, the former executive director of the Players Association, said in 2004-2005 
when there was a full year lockout is the salary cap will absolutely destroyed what he used to call middle class in the NHL. Guys that were making good money, veterans that were making good money because of their experience and because of what they had achieved in the past. Uh, but what the league was going to become is a league of extreme. You pay a lot of money to the top end guys and you probably are going to pay more money to younger players and then veterans are going to end up having to take close to league minimum or a million bucks here and there to be able to continue to play in the National Hockey League. It's it's a fact of salary cap casualties because of of a team allocating so much money to their top players and then having to backfill the roster with lower salaries and sometimes veterans and you want to bring in guys that can play different roles. So, yeah, you're seeing a lot of 900,000, a million, a million one to veterans that Probably should be earning two and a half to three million dollars, but there's just no room on the cap for that. Rasmus Dahlin, of course, was number one that year in the 2018 draft when Zadina wow. went sixth. Now, Dahlin obviously was not an option for the Red Wings, nor were those that immediately followed, like Svechnikov, um, Kotkiniemi, Kachuk, to name but a few. Uh, ultimately, Barrett Hayton turned out to be not the best pick for Arizona at yeah. fifth overall and sixth, then became Zadina, who now ends his time with Detroit with 68 points in 190 games. And, of course, coming in at number seven was Quinn Hughes. You know, Quinn Hughes has more points than Rasmus Dahlin yeah. in way fewer games, like a season's worth fewer games like that's it's pretty amazing the class of 2018 has kachuk leading the way at 275 points yes svechnikov next at 264 hughes at 241 and dalene at 233 now we all know what dalene has been uh up against in the and sense what dalene will the, continue the, to do well did you know this i mean i know you did but it, it's worth repeating every year that dalene has been a saber he's been the top scoring defenseman on the team i know that may sound silly but when you actually go back and you look at his progression, even at the start, where he was point-wise with such a respectable number, and even through the challenging times of shortened seasons and COVID years and not making it as far as the team would like, there's been that progression. And obviously now so, but it'll be fascinating to watch Dalene and Hughes and others from that class compete, especially you know like when you look at the rivalry that exists with he and Kachuk already, mm -hmm. the dominance that Carolina is, and Svechnikov hopes to return to full health. With Kakeniemi over there yeah, in Carolina. Yeah, exactly. So There's what, something so with hockey reference, though, and I know you've seen that stat. It's called point share. Okay, it's basically the estimation of the number of points that player is contributing to his team, like actually points in the standings, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, the impact that you have, basically how it's valuable. It's, it's like war in baseball. It's like war it? in baseball. Yeah, it's, it's how valuable are you to your team? Mm -hmm. So out of that draft, Quinn Hughes is, it says here, point shares 31.4. Okay, Darlene is at 31, mm -hmm. and Kachuk is actually at 27 and a half. Those yeah. are the top three players out of the draft, but, you know, actually, Svechnikov is at 29, so those are the top four. But Darlene is at the top of the list when you look at how valuable and how many points he's contributing to his team mm -hmm. in the standings, wins. And think about how often we said it. Oh, they don't win tonight without Darlene, right? Or but even so, on a but, bad team, like, getting and, those and, points. And whether, whether you go all in 
on putting your faith and commentary into that statistic or you choose a different website which might have a slightly different number this is why this type of research to me is so helpful it's so validating right i'm watching a baseball game the other night yes. and i know i swear i don't watch baseball but do. but i don't but i did and what was amazing was a a clutch hit if you will that happened in the ninth inning that went to left field, it went over the outfielder's head, and he got kind of twisted around, right? Mm -hmm. So the common sense commentary would be, oh, outfielder took a bad route there. You know, and these these are things that we say, but then within seconds, the broadcast said that ball had a 95% catch probability which really puts it into context how bad the route was by the outfielder and how the problems that then came after a missed catch, you know, of course the game unravels. That's baseball usually. If you don't make a catch, you're likely, you know. So I love that kind of context here. And I think exactly what you just said with Darlene and Hughes. Look, neither team has been great, but they're still doing (laughs) their part to a very large extent here. And and that's... Again, it ties in with all the prospects we've been talking about all week and what you can and, – and honestly, Marty, it, it, the whole scouting process that we learned more and more from, from Jerry Fortin this year in our draft episodes and how they have so much more data on these players even before their age 16 yep. year, but mostly starting from the 16 year. So I, 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 think, it's, I think it's really wonderful that we can, we can put things into a better context right now for people to try to not only understand in the moment but project moving forward so who is leading the sabers in point shares this year if you look at the sabers roster has to be tage it's tage thompson at 11.1 so tage directly got the sabers 11 points Mm -hmm. like to his performance in the season right rasmus dowling was second on the team at 10.8 in the league Connor mcdavid was above and beyond 18.2, 18.2, the next closest is David Pasternak at 15. But when you look at Tage Thompson, the players that he's around is Braden Point and Jack Hughes and uh, Adam Fox and Matthew Kachuk. Like, those are the players around. Mm-hmm. Like, this is – I like that stats it's because I'm real. thinking, how yes. are you good to your team? How are you valuable to your team? And how can you compare your value to your team with other players that have top values with their team. Now, this was off hockey reference, correct? Yes, which they're, now, they're fantastic. And, but one of the funnier stats that you rolled out to me that I was unaware of and available on hockey reference Bad starts? was the BS stat for <laughs> <Bad> goalies. <start. laughs> I was well, like, how have I never seen the BS column on here? Top goaltender in point share last year in the National Hockey League? Give me one second because I'm frozen and I'm blanking on who actually was in the mix for the Vesna. Okay, Linus Allmark won it, and you had Shesterkin, and you had Sorokin, and you had... Uh, I'll go with Allmark. This guy didn't even make the playoffs. Saros. Saros. Yeah, was okay, top, I knew that. Was yeah, yeah. third in the yeah. league yeah. in yeah. point share. But that's the uh, that's the valuable aspect of Yossi Saros to his team. Con Hellebuck was fourth. Mm-hmm. Again, how are you valuable to your team? And so I think, like for me... You know, the debate is always when you give the uh, um, the hard trophy to the players most valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an aspect of how valuable are you to your team and how are you the best player in the league. Um, when Connor McDavid leads 
by by a mile mm. over anybody in that category of point share and is the best player. Like that's why this should have been a a slam dunk unanimous. It wasn't just a fifth place vote, but that's okay. So when you utter those numbers, uh, <laughs> what does it make you think? Again, when you just kind of let the names Saros and Hellebuck roll off your tongue, uh, goalies uh, obviously have a huge impact, and and they're in the team. What about production. their availability? Well, and, their availability is tough because Connor Hellebuck is probably rolling out these numbers and say, "Hey, I need to be paid a certain sure. amount of dollars," and now you have to put that in a balance. You put that in a blender, and you say, "Okay, is it worth nine and a half million? Mm-hmm. Is it worth eight? Like Tage Thompson. Like I said, he's 24th on that list on Hockey Reference at 11.1 point share last year. He's probably, and I'm doing a quick look around, he's probably got the most points per money, right? Like, I mean, with him being a $7 million player Mm -hmm. and getting that, like you could be McDavid uh, at, you know, whatever he is, 12 and a half, uh, you know. Cap Friendly breaks it down for you if you want to look during the commercial break. Really? They go they go cost per point. Cost per or, point and or, cost per production yeah, or cost per yeah. point share or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that, that to me is, again, like where do you see Hellebuck and where do you see Saros' value mm-hmm. when you consider their impact on games and winning those games and getting points for your team? Do either or both or neither get moved before the start of the season? Now, I really feel that it's going to be hard to move Connor Hellebuck before the start of the season. I don't think Nashville wants to move UC Saros. Mm-hmm. They, con- they consider him as part of their um, building forward and, and their, their core, which they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's so funny because John Gibson... Frank Saravalli reported John Gibson went in and said, I am not playing another game with the Anaheim Ducks. Now, he was doing uh, an appearance on the Cam and Strick podcast just this past week, and he said, well, it's hard, right? You don't know where you're going to be, but I have to try to prepare myself for next season. I think he took a step back to what the statement was reported on. Yeah, but well, his agent didn't like Saravalli's reporting on that one. Well, I mean, if it's false... Right. You're going to say that's false. But like in most it. cases, the truth lies somewhere in between. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I believe that John Gibson has been wanting out. Correct. Of Anaheim. Um, now he's going to have to play and collect his paychecks wherever they tell him to be in September at training camp. Mm-hmm. But I think it has shown in his performances, especially in second half of seasons when he thinks he's going to be on the move and he doesn't get moved. And he just basically waves a white flag and it's... Uh, Let's let's look at next year. You know, sometimes when you go through an exercise like this in spontaneous conversation and names come up, you have to remind yourself what the reality is. And the reality is, is that John Gibson has four years remaining at, at six point four. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're paying twenty five million dollars in the next four years to a goaltender who I think is was maybe as part of a top five, top ten at one point in his career, mm-hmm. but as probably not a top 30 goaltenders in the NHL right now. On that note, quick time out. Maybe it fuels more tweets from you about goaltending. Or you can just give us a nice little bow on today at Development Camp. Who were your three standouts? Tell us at Sabres Live. We're back after this. Sabres Live on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.